welcome once again to precepts we're taking a journey verse by verse through the new testament line upon line precept upon precept my name is reverend dr temilulua liu and uh, today we are continuing with matthew chapter 1 verse 1 this is the third episode the book of the generation of jesus christ the son of david the son of abraham uh, we have said a lot about this verse but there is still a lot left unsaid and uh, trust god you know to be able to cover some ground today jesus christ the son of david the son of abraham it is amazing that um, there are there are many people in the genealogy in the lineage of jesus christ from adam to abraham nobody was mentioned even in this genealogy of matthew throughout nobody was mentioned from adam to abraham and jesus was immediately identified as the son of david the son of abraham uh, the simple reason as to why that would happen is to say well uh, from Old Testament prophecy, the Messiah had always been identified as the son of David, as the son of David. So it would make sense to introduce him as the son of David to immediately identify that he is the promised Messiah. And it would make sense to identify him as the son of Abraham as a proof that he is indeed a Jew. But beyond that is another factor I want us to consider. You see, Abraham and David have a peculiar history with God because God made peculiar promises to them. Remember that God promised Abraham a seed and God promised that he would be the father of many nations. And then the promise of God to Abraham, God told him, he said, in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed in you all the families of the earth will be blessed now uh, David also had his own peculiar relationship with God and God promised him he said you will not lack a seed on the throne of Israel forever so God made the promise to Abraham to say in him all the families of the earth will be blessed but he made a promise to David to say his seed will rule. And this is what I want you to see. Jesus is not only a blesser, he is also a ruler. Jesus did not come only to bless you, he came to rule you. He did not come only to be your savior, he also came to be your Lord. Uh, and this is one truth that we must come to terms with as believers because there are too many believers who only relate with jesus as if he is only a savior and not their lord i want to paint this picture for you just imagine you 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 go out to swim and somewhere in the midst of you know you're swimming you got let's say leg cramp or muzzle cramp and then you begin to drown and there is a lifeguard close by who is very observant 
who knows his job and then he notices the situation swings into action and then you know saves you from drowning brings you back to the shore at the end of the day all you will say is thank you maybe give him a tip and then you go your way that is how a lot of people want to relate with jesus oh he's my savior he shows up as the hero to save the situ situation but listen jesus is not a lifeguard he is the lord he is the lord he is the lord the savior wants you to be happy the lord wants you to be holy the savior wants to solve your problems the lord wants you to obey his word and you see we must begin to 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 handle her relationship with Jesus carefully with this understanding. Carefully with this understanding. Christianity is not all about, you know, you pray to God. He answers your prayers. By faith, we move mountains. By faith, we shame the devil. By faith, you know, we do exploits. By faith and all of that. Yes, by faith, we do all of these things. But also remember that by faith, we please the Lord. By faith, we live a life that is pleasing to him we must never ever ever lose sight of this romans chapter 6 verse 18 bible tells us that our freedom from sin brings us into slavery into righteousness our freedom from sin brings us into slavery into righteousness that's exactly how the bible preserve we are slaves of righteousness so Jesus is not just our Savior, He is our Lord. And I've often said, I've often told people that I've read my Bible, I am yet to see a place where the Bible tells us to accept Jesus as our Savior. I never, I never see any place like that. I've never seen any place like that. Everywhere we read in the Bible, we are asked to accept Jesus as Lord. Romans chapter 10 verse 9, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It is when you believe in the Lord, it is when you accept him as Lord that you become a recipient of his saving grace. That is what the Bible teaches. Acts chapter 16 when the jailer asked Paul and Silas, said, What must I do to be saved? Their answer was clear. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus. It is the Lord Jesus that we believe that brings salvation into our lives. This is, this is a truth that permeates the entire scripture. the entire scriptures he is our lord and he is our savior yes he wants to bless us but he also wants to rule us and we must keep this at the center of our hearts and today i want i want you to you know take time to think in my relationship with jesus do which which mentality do i bring to the table is it just the mentality of somebody who wants to be blessed, who wants to be saved, who wants to be helped, or the mentality of someone who wants to be ruled? 
the mentality of somebody who wants Jesus to be in total control, who wants Jesus to take over the wheel, who wants Jesus to have the final say, who wants to obey his word, who wants to do his will, who wants to follow his ways. What mentality do you bring to the table? Do you indeed see yourself as a slave to righteousness? You know what it means to be a slave? Now, let, let me do a little bit of definition for you. Let me do a little bit of definition for you. Who is Lord? Lord is somebody who you can call a ruler. You can call a master, the one who has absolute power, authority, and influence. Does Jesus have the absolute power in your life? Does he have the absolute authority in your life? Does he have absolute influence over your thoughts, over your behaviors, over your words? Do you strive to live your life in obedience to Jesus? But you know, the good part of the story is this. Our Lord is also our Savior. So you can be holy and be happy. You see, a lot of people think if you want to live a holy life, then you cannot live a happy life. Christianity is just this tortuous, this boring, this, you know, hard life that you must just strive every day just to make sure you are not offending God. No, 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 far from it. Your Lord is also your Savior who cares about how you feel. We do not have a high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmity. Glory to God. He understands how you feel. He cares about how you feel. He cares about every detail of your life. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless you in your health. He wants to bless you financially. He wants to bless you in your career. He wants to give you, you know, uh, what you call influence. He wants to give you a name and all of these things. He indeed wants to bless you. He wants you to live a good life. He wants you to live a great life. But let me tell you something. That is not what the gospel is primarily all about. The gospel is primarily all about allowing Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Let's, let's not mix things up. Your, 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 the, the value of Christianity is not only as far as the temporal things of this life is concerned. As the blesser in whom all the families of the earth will be blessed. He wants to bless you with the best of the best of the temporal things of this world. Yes, he wants to do so. He wants you to prosper and be in health just as your soul prospers. But I tell you, he wants your soul to prosper. He cares about the state of your soul. He wants to transform you from the inside out. He's the one that works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Let's never forget that. He's our savior. But at the same time, is our Lord. 
we must live every day conscious of this truth conscious of this truth more importantly is the fact that it is the acceptance of the lord that brings his saving power to bear for us is the acceptance we surrender to the lord and then he saves us we surrender to the lord are you living every day of your life in total surrender to the lord do you care about the pleasure of the master Do you care about what pleases him? About what he wants you to do? About how he wants you to order your life? Do you care? Do you read the scripture just searching for promises to confess and promises to pray with and all of that? Or you are also searching to know what will God have me do? How will God have me order my life? What are his precepts? In what way will God have me behave? Do you ask yourself, how can I be a better Christian in obeying God today, in living a life of obedience to God today? What can I do better today to bring pleasure to the heart of the Master? What can I do different today? What can I do more today to bring pleasure to the heart of the Master? Let me put five questions to you that you should ask yourself. And I believe you should do this audit at least, at least, at least once a month. If possible, do it once a week on your day of fasting. Sit down and ask yourself. You can do it just as a form of meditation in your heart. And you can get intentional by you know getting a book, getting a journal. We are we are in our 40 days fast, so you can you can get your fasting notebook and just do this once every week during this fast. But make sure you do this evaluation for yourself today. Number one question: What must I start doing? please the Lord better what must I is there anything that God wants you to start doing so that you will please the Lord better what must I start doing number two what must I stop doing to please the Lord better is there anything that the Holy Spirit has been convicting me about? Is there anything I need to stop doing? Now, this may not even be a matter of sin versus non-sin. No, 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 no. It could be a group of friends. It could be some kinds of movies. It could be whatever. Some kinds of novels. What must I stop doing to please the Lord better? Number three, what must I keep doing to please the Lord better? What is it I have been doing that I must not let go of? That I must keep doing to please the Lord better? Number three, what must I do more to please the Lord better? What must I do more? Yes, I have been doing it, but I need to do it more to please the Lord better. 
and then number five what must i do less to please the lord better so let me run through the five questions again what must i start doing to please the lord better what must i stop doing to please the lord better what must i keep doing to please the lord better what must i do more to please the lord better what must i do less to to please the lord better do this evaluation do it once every week but at the very least once every month make sure you do this audit and it is my prayer that the lord will indeed help your heart unite your heart to fear him and to serve him in the name of jesus christ let me give you five things quickly in our relationship with the lord number one with the lord is that you must obey him number two with the lord is that you must fear him number three with the lord is that you must serve him number four with the lord is that you must follow him and number five with the lord is that you must submit to him think about these five things today and my prayer for you bible says it is the lord that works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure and god will be at work in you helping you to will and to do of his good pleasure in the name of jesus you will indeed bring pleasure to the heart of the master in the name of jesus and every blessing that we have as seeds of abraham you will become not only a recipient but an epitome of the blessing in the name of jesus christ you will be god's workmanship you will be an advertisement that it pays to serve the lord god bless you till tomorrow we meet again know that Reverend Dr. Temilolo Aliu is a certified life coach and you can have a free coaching session with him. Visit ordainedcoach.com right away to learn more about him and this rare opportunity. Are you led to be a financial part of our ministry or to support what God is doing through our ministry and this podcast? You can give online by visiting bit.ly forward slash give to precepts today. We hope you were blessed by today's podcast. We encourage you to live by the truth you have heard today and share the link with your friends and family. Don't forget to click the notification bell so that you won't miss any episode. The Lord bless you richly.